Welcome to the Whole House Podcast, where you can find home, health, and family all in one place. Our team is comprised of moms from different upbringings and backgrounds. We each have different giftings and passions representing individual rooms, and together we are the Whole House. So grab a cup of coffee and join us for the Whole House Podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. Welcome to Positive Adoption. I'm going to start with my personal update. Last week, I told you I started working on a course, putting it together on the instead of tips, which I've done a podcast series on and an article on, and now I'm putting together the course, which is still coming together. You know, when you have this idea, like I already have all the videos filmed, all the podcasts are recorded, all the stuff is written up. My goodness, this is only going to take me a couple hours to put together this course. Well, guess what? That's just not true. You ever get this idea in your head like, this is only going to take this amount of time. It's going to be so quick. Well, it's not. And I'm using Teachable, which my other courses are on, and I love, love Teachable. It's It's a great place to teach online courses. But at the same time, I have to remind myself, which I'm not good at, to save everything every few minutes because when I forget, then I have, then I get the opportunity to do a redo. So I've gotten to do a lot of redos while putting this course together. And I will keep you updated on that. I'm sure it'll be ready by next week, but I'll keep you posted. Another thing I wanted to talk about before we get to our community update and then our topic is I've been thinking a lot about play lately. So if you follow me on my personal page on Facebook, Kathleen Guire, I've been talking about play and how important it is. And I'm going to just read something I posted on Facebook the other day. Can you remember the last time you played in the creek, the woods, at the beach, in the backyard? I don't mean watching someone else play like your kids or your grandkids. I mean you. Like I said, I've been thinking a lot about play recently. We need to play to relieve stress as much as our kiddos do. Sometimes kiddos and adults alike get the idea we shouldn't be happy. There's too much wrong in the world to be happy. That sort of thinking is not right. We need pockets of play and happiness in our days. Holly Girth says in her book, You're Going to Be Okay, God is not the cosmic killjoy many of us imagine. All of the evidence points to the opposite. We serve a God of joy, abundance, blessings, and fullness. The Lord be exalted who delights in the well-being of his servant. That's Psalm 35, 27. He wants us to thrive. Think about that for a second. If you have this view of God in your mind that he, like I used to think, that he's up in heaven with this giant sledgehammer just waiting to pound us and every single thing that happens in our lives, we just think that God is mad at us, then we may not enjoy our lives because that, like we just did this series on, that's a mistaken belief. That is a mistaken belief. Adult play may look a little different than that of our kiddos, sometimes. 
I may jump on the trampoline, but I'm not running around the yard doing cartwheels all afternoon. I'm finding new ways to play. And I had posted a couple weeks ago, and I talked about it on the podcast, about pulling out my typewriter to write some letters. And now I'm actually using it to write a new tween book um, in the um, the Sarah Craven series. So typing is playing for me. I love the old typewriters, the manual typewriters. There's something about pushing down on those keys and you really have to push hard. It just relieves that stress. It's playing for me. So while we need to make sure our kiddos play every day, we need to do the same for ourselves. How are you going to play today? So I posted that on Facebook and I did get a lot of people, a lot of feedback about people telling me going to state parks, going to the New River Gorge and walking and those sorts of things. So that's just your little self-care tip of the day. Something that has been on my mind a lot. And just to a heads up on the website this Thursday, I've written an article, How to Stunt the Growth of Anxiety in Your Kiddo. And I'm going to talk about that on the podcast next week as well. So tomorrow you can read the article and then next week you can listen to the podcast about that same subject. And here's something else I've been thinking about. Um, Someone had shared on my page, we used to do a whole house live coffee date once a month at my house. Well, since I've moved and I'm way up in the mountains, it's kind of hard for people to get to me. So starting this Friday, I'm going to do another, I'm going to do a weekly live again on Facebook. I'm going to call it Coffee with Kathleen because how great is that? How original is that? Actually, somebody suggested that to me and I'm following that suggestion. And I'm going to try to do a tour of my new home on my live Technology and I are not always the best of friends, but I've had a lot of people asking me, show us your house. What does your house look like? And I showed, I shared a picture of my coffee bar on Instagram and Facebook. And some, some people were messaging me, let's see the rest of your house. So I'm going to try to do that on Friday. Okay. I've talked a lot about personal update and I'm using up my time, but let me go to the community update, which is really short and sweet. And so amazing. So this podcast was number one in parenting last week on Podomatic. And that's the server we use for, if you know anything about podcasts, you'll know what I'm saying. If you don't, that's okay. But I just want to thank you for listening. Thank you for making us number one in parenting. Okay, on to the topic. We just finished up a series of mistaken beliefs and goals, and I promised you that this week we would talk a little bit about how to get your kiddos out of those. Now, with each mistaken belief and goal, all four of them, you can go back and listen to them if you miss them, I shared some tips for how to help your kiddo get out of that mistaken belief and goal. And here's just a plus. If that's you too... If you're stuck in that, you can use those tips for you. Now, I'm going to use an analogy to explain to you how these kiddos may feel. I'm going to make a comparison of a kiddo coming into a new family 
to a new convert coming into the body of Christ, coming into the church, maybe even coming into the church building. So a child with attachment difficulties is like a new convert in the church. They have been wounded and battered by the reality of this present darkness. That's from Ephesians 6, 12. They're working through this trauma has been working through humans, wars, famines, and all sorts of evil, neglect and abuse, all these things that they've had happen to them. So then they come into the family with mistaken goals, just as new converts come into the church with faulty foundations. They aren't sure how to behave outwardly, what to think or feel, how to actually walk in the spirit, the part of themselves that they ignored until the day they joined the family of God. Of course, I'm talking about a new convert right then. So if you did not grow up in the church and you came in, I mean the body of Christ, the family of God, if you had never attended a church service until you were an adult or even a teen and you come in and you don't know when to sit, when to stand, if you should sing, if you should raise your hands and what that's all about. And it's confusing. It's very confusing on the outward. And also on the inward, you're not sure how to approach prayer or Bible study. And if you've been a Christian for a long time, we often forget about our beginnings We often forget the Bible says, you know, don't forget your first love. I remember in college when I was really discovering my relationship with God for the first time on my own, apart from my family, still with my family, but individually, if you know what I mean. And I would pray and read my Bible and study and just get so excited. I just wanted to talk about it. But then again, in a church service, when you come in for the first time, you don't know, do you stand for the reading? Do you stand, you know, what is the reading? When they say, well, stand for the word of God, you're, and you may be like, what, what do you mean? What word? What are you talking about? I don't know. Why are we kneeling? Why are we crossing ourselves? What are we doing? So you take that analogy and you think of a kiddo coming into your stable, loving home for the first time. They're experiencing that. And you're wondering, why aren't they attaching? Why aren't they, why don't they want to engage in conversation, sit at the dinner table? Why don't they want to do story time at night? Because they're still stuck in those mistaken goals that I talked about. And by the way, all of those things that you do on a normal basis are weird to them, strange to them. And a kiddo who's been stuck in survival mode for a long time and is used to taking care of himself and is used to entertaining himself and trying to self-soothe himself, it's very, very uncomfortable to come out of that bubble and make that human connection. It's very, very exhausting and scary and weird and strange even though the benefit of that 
on the other side of that is that connection with you, that connection with family, that felt safety. It's that stepping off the ledge for them and beginning bit by bit, tiny bit by tiny bit to let go of those. And let's go back to the convert again. So someone is a new Christian and they come into a church setting or to a Bible study setting in someone's home and everyone's saying things like, praise the Lord, hallelujah, or hugging them or saying, hey, would you lead the prayer? Oh my goodness, gulp. I'm not, I don't even know how to do that. And then you think back to the kid again. Think back to the kid again. That's how they are feeling. Even a hundred times more, they're feeling that. Now, I'm just going to read this little section from How to Have Peace. By the way, I've been reading snippets from that. Now we are new creatures, family members in the house of God, and siblings with the Son of God. But that doesn't mean we won't slide off our chairs during dinner and eat scraps off the floor because we don't know how to sit at the table. We hoard manna because we don't know that Jehovah Jireh provides only for today, because sufficient for each day is its own trouble. That's Matthew six thirty four. You can see the parallels with foster or adopted children who have experienced neglect. All of the praise the Lord lingo is strange, just as it may feel weird for a newly adopted child to call a man daddy. That term may have a different and scary meaning for a child raised by an abusive father who reeked of alcohol. Will this new daddy be strict? Will some people cannot or will not listen to any branch of authority? I struggled with that a lot. Sometimes I still do, just being honest here. So then they come into the church family reluctantly, refusing to take any advice and chafing at any restrictions. Parallel to the kiddos again. So once we have identified our children's mistaken goals and beliefs, then we have to work to replace them and we have to be patient It's not as simple as it sounds like that. Oh, now you're part of the family. Okay, all that other stuff is wiped away. No, it doesn't work that way. We have to be patient. So I had said that we would talk about the new goals that we would strive for, but this is a 15-minute podcast, so I will just read them really quickly. And since next week, I'm going to be talking about anxiety, stunting the growth of anxiety in your kiddo. Then the following week, we'll go to this. So number one, we need to change I am to from constant attention to I am valuable. Number two, total control to I am not in control of everything, nor do I need to be. Number three, retaliation and revenge. We need to change to, I do not need to retaliate. I can forgive and I am forgiven. Number four, giving up. We need to change to, I do not need to give up on life. I have a purpose. God created me to do good works and I will do them regardless of my past circumstances. And like I said, all of this applies to us as well. So if you're listening and you think, 
oh, my kiddo is definitely stuck in one of those. But man, so am I. So take this advice and apply it for yourself. I do. I work through these constantly. It's not something that until I get to heaven that I'm ever going to be on the other side of. So you might want to consider that for your children and celebrate the little bits of progress that they make. And don't think, oh my gosh, they're never, ever going to be 100% perfect. Well, neither are we. So that's okay. So I'll end on that note. And thanks for joining me today on Positive Adoption. And I will see you next week. Bye. We're so glad you could join us on the Whole House Podcast. Please subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on our Facebook page and on Instagram at the underscore whole underscore house. You can also follow us on thewholehouse.org by email to receive our newsletter and keep up to date on things happening at the Whole House.